Hi guys, and welcome to Searching for Better. So in this episode today, I'm going to get really deep and honest about my experience with anxiety and how I manage it, because I really wanted to offer some insight into the way that I manage it in the hopes that maybe this will resonate with you as well. So if anxiety is something that you struggle with and you tend to really worry and worry about things that could happen and it keeps you up at night, then this episode is definitely for you. Hi there and welcome to Searching for Better. I'm Julia and I'm the blogger behind searchingforbetter.net, which is now the podcast. Searching for Better is all about exploring ideas on how to find our path in life and to live it wholeheartedly. So welcome to our show and I really, really hope you enjoy it. So I had a really interesting experience the other day. I was lying in bed and I really started to panic and really started to worry. There's been two situations in my life at the moment that I have been experiencing a lot of anxiety around. Um, And I really want to delve into those today just because I feel as though I've really found a bit of a process that's helped me manage that anxiety that I really want to share with you today. Um, Now, keeping in mind as well, just with all my episodes, I personally recommend seeing a psychologist. I think it's such a fantastic process of self-reflection and it's always great to get a third person professional objective view and it's always great because they, like my psychologist is amazing. She always helps me to dig deep and really understand why I think the way I think and I find that when I do that, that is a true catalyst for change for me. So I just wanted to say that before we get into this. So I've had two experiences recently. First, um, my dog's got a bit of an infection and it's been a little bit of a challenge to get rid of it. I have to see the vet um, at the end of this week to see whether or not he's going to have surgery. And I know, you know, for some people, there's that whole mentality, it's a dog and whatnot. And I completely resonate with that because I used to be like that as well. But just after losing my brother, I think any sort of experience of or fear of loss, of losing someone, of, of someone or something really important to me, being unwell or sick, it is still a challenge for me. And it does bring up a lot of anxiety because I really start to stress and worry and it keeps me up and I start to think of all the different scenarios that could happen. Um, and another area of my life where I tend to struggle is with big changes. Um, that's happened a lot with me during the grief. I really struggle to adjust. So even if something is like a positive experience, for example, like the wedding, which I spoke about um, in my last episode, I'm currently planning a wedding with my partner. And I actually have found that very overwhelming. Um, it's given me a lot, of, a lot of anxiety. It's made me really unsettled because Any major changes without my brother feels as though I'm just taking one step further away from him. And that is something that really stresses me out. And that is a new experience for me because I wouldn't say prior to Pat's loss that I was as anxious as I am now. I think I definitely had moments of anxiety, but I definitely feel like I have more moments than I did before. So I was sitting in bed the other day and it was one of those times where like both situations were really on my mind and I really started to overthink them and stress about them and I really started to get hyped up and then I started to cry and I really just got so overwhelmed by it and I feel like this is such a common feeling that we all go through. It's just that, that yeah, I can't even explain it. It's just that anxiety, that fear, that constant worry that's always at the back of our minds. So then what I decided to do, is, which is not something that I usually do, usually I would sit and like try and sleep and avoid it. I kind of sat up in bed 
and sort of just allow myself to feel really uncomfortable and to just experience those emotions and sit with the discomfort because I feel like that's not something that we're taught to do. We're generally taught to like pick ourselves up and keep going and be positive and look on the bright side. And I think that there's a place and a time for those sort of um, strategies. But I do think it's really important when we're feeling anxious to actually spend time sitting in the discomfort. So I actually got up and I started journaling. And one of the points that I felt was important was, again, challenging ourselves to sit with this discomfort. And then I started to think about why I and maybe others avoid these types of moments of really sitting with ourselves and really experiencing the anxiety and sitting there and and as a third person and kind of looking at it and trying to question it. And I think that's because there's a deep fear somewhere that if we start to look at it, question it and allow it, it's never going to end. So I think something I've learned with anxiety as well is for me, when I tend to fight it, when I tend to try to avoid it or rush through it, or try to make myself feel better, it actually takes more energy than it does for me to just sit with the discomfort and allow myself to feel it and really look at it and see it for what it is. And that's another thing that I feel like we avoid because something else I wrote was that if we sit with ourselves, it will throw us off the edge. And that's another fear that I personally struggled with because I usually used to really struggle sitting with myself because I'd have this fear that I'd get stuck in, the, get stuck, sorry, in this deep, dark hole and never come back from it. And that tends to keep us running away from those moments of discomfort and those moments of sitting with ourselves, which are actually really valuable moments in our lives. So as I was doing this, I really started to understand that for me, I really forgot to experience and remember that emotions are temporary. And that's something that I want to mention to you today because I feel like it's really hard to separate our identity from our thoughts. So often we think that if we feel anxious, we're an anxious person. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, like, even I do that. I have a tendency to say, oh, I'm really, I can be, be really anxious. And we kind of run with that identity. And then we also limit ourselves with that identity and avoid things and don't do things because we consider ourselves anxious or sad or angry, any sort of emotion that really was designed to be temporary or in my belief. So when I sat there and I was journaling about it, I realized, you know, if I feel anxiety, does that make me an anxious person? And I do feel like that's a choice for me because I feel as though, you know, if we really look at things, our feelings are temporary. And if we allow them to come up and don't ident- over-identify with them, we can really have such a great learning curve from them. And that's something that I really experienced in that moment when I was sitting there with the anxiety, really feeling it, really feeling it. And what I started to do was I started to really sit with all the thoughts that I was feeling and look at them and try and understand them. So that was such a key point because what happened was I was sitting there and I was saying to myself, okay, so say something goes wrong with the dog. Say that he has surgery, it doesn't work out or, you know, they can't get rid of it or something goes wrong. What's going to happen? What's the worst case scenario? And obviously the worst case scenario is that I lose him. And then I started to think, okay, well, I've been through a lot in, in my life. I've lost my brother. I've had many losses of relationships. I've handled quite a lot. I know I'm resilient. And the question is, if something did happen to him, would, I be the, would it be the end of it for me? And the result, you know, the honesty of it is, no, it wouldn't. Would it be uncomfortable? Would it be extremely sad? Would it be difficult? Yes. But would I survive it? Absolutely, I would. And I had trust in myself that no matter what happens, I will handle it. And that's something that I learned from 
uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways, which is a really great book. And so then I started thinking about that and I was like, okay. And already I felt myself starting to calm down because I, because that was just one part of the process that I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of reasoning with myself, thinking about the way that I think and not over identifying with it and starting to freak out and think that I'm this type of person that I'm going to become a recluse and not be able to handle it and really over identify with the emotions that are temporary. And then the second experience that I had was with the wedding and I started thinking about the wedding and I started to feel really guilty, which is a common feeling I feel during grief because I have learned that through grief, it's actually easier. And this is this is brutally honest. This is being so honest and it may make some people uncomfortable, but when you're going through grief, it's actually easier to sit and wait till it's your time because you feel like you're going to see that loved one again. It's actually harder to get up and live because there's so many emotions that come with that that you feel as though you're moving on, that you feel guilty, that you start to question why you're here and they're not. There's so many experiences and emotions that come with grief. So I sat with that as well and I started to think about the wedding and I said, okay, well, you know, I can't, and again, the whole idea with the wedding and any sort of major thing is that I'm leaving him behind. So then I started to realize, you know, and I started to think, am I really leaving him behind? You know, if, and, and my personal belief is, And I started to think about this and remind myself is that I have a personal belief that I can't leave my brother behind because I carry him with me. Everything that I've experienced with my brother and the person that I am today is because of my brother. So therefore, I carry him with me in everything that I do. So am I leaving him behind by choosing to experience a wedding and a celebration with the people that I love? No, because I'm appreciating this and I'm a a different person and I'm enjoying this experience differently because of him. Everything that I've learned from him is inherent. He is a part of me. So I'm not leaving him behind. And then I said to myself, you know, does moving forward mean that I love him less? And no, it doesn't. Because as you know, with grief, it's almost like a different form of love. Like it's love from a distance. It's love when that person's not right next to you or you can't just give them a call. That's almost grief it's love so I said to myself you know no celebrating and moving forward with my life does not at all mean that I love my brother less in in actual fact they're two separate things you know you don't love someone less just because you choose to be happy you know you can both experience sadness and loss and love for them and also be happy and live your life as well you know I don't think that these types of emotions have to be experienced in a one or the other way I do think that we can experience them together And then I started to be a little bit more proactive about it and say, okay, well, you know, is there a way that I can move forward and honor him at the same time? And yes, I can honor him through the way that I live, the things that I do. You know, I can honor him by truly having a life that really resonates with me, that that makes me feel good. And that honors other people as well. And also, I enjoy this type of work. The blog is my sort of, it's my jam, as I say to people. It's my thing that I love to do. And I personally think that one thing I learned from my brother was that life, you know, the cliched comment is so true though. It's really too short not to do the things that you love, whether it's as a side hustle or, or you know, whether it's a recreational thing or a fun thing. I think it's really important to value the time that we have and respect it by doing the things that really truly light us up. So that's what I do to honor my brother. And also, you know what? I acknowledge the fact that, yes, I feel guilty and that's also okay. It's an emotion. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Again, it's that idea that, okay, well, if I feel guilty, then I I must be guilty. I must be a guilty person. It's allowing that emotion to not be temporary and also just forcing it as a part of my identity, which I feel like is something that we do. 
And I, I had to learn that, yes, I can feel anxious and I can feel guilty, but that doesn't make me an anxious person and that doesn't make me a guilty person. It actually makes me human. It makes me someone who can experience these emotions and also learn from them. And that's the important part. It's not the fact that we're feeling these emotions. It's also the fact that we are giving ourselves the opportunity to learn from them and to dig deep and self-reflect. And that was such a huge learning experience for me. And I had a really big conversation with my psych about it because I've never really sat with myself and questioned and and taken that third person or that objective view of my emotions before. And I found it really helpful in processing and calming me down and also making better, lighter decisions. Because like I said, you know, when we tend to over-identify with certain emotions, it's almost like we become those emotions all the time. We identify as a person that constantly has those emotions and then we react in ways that reflect or match that emotion. And that, again, game-changing. Like I sat there and I was like, this is just makes so much sense to me. I really started to understand the way I was thinking, why I was thinking, but also be able to, like I said, question it, learn from it, and really bring myself down a level from all that anxiety that I was feeling. And it really, really helped me and changed my mind so much, which is why I wanted to share it with you today. Now, the second experience that I had through this whole learning thing was almost like a kind of reminded me of like the the sort of Buddhist sort of that um, that sort of idea that we see a lot about being in the moment. You know, Eckhart Tolle also talks a lot about you know the only thing that truly exists is this moment, and I think reading something versus experiencing it is always different. I think reading helps us to learn how to experience it and also creates that awareness around when we're experiencing it. But true experience happens in that moment. So with all this anxiety and all this stress about, you know, loss and and that's the thing with anxiety for me, especially when I started to think about losing uh, my dog, I started to think about the fact that, you know, it's still very a very real experience to me that I could lose anybody in my life. I could lose my partner. There are so many things, you know, so many people in our lives that we forget that we can lose. And that just like put me into a tailspin. I really started to go a bit down a rabbit hole. And then I just reminded myself that the only moment that I have is right here. And that's another thing with anxiety. It's that fear of that future moment that we're projecting in our minds. Like with the dog, I was really stressing, you know, constantly checking the infection, having a look at it. Is it still there? What's it look like? Has it changed? And then I started to actually just stop and go, you know what? He's still here. Everybody that I love right now, most of the people, minus my brother, are still here with me and I still get to enjoy moments with them. And the important part is I need to be in that moment. I need to remember that this moment is here right now and the things that I'm afraid of happening, that's not the moment that I'm in. The moment that I'm in right now, for example, with my dog is he's here, he's next to me. I'm just enjoying the time with him that I have because who knows how long we have anything for. And that's something that I read recently. Um, it was a Stoic philosophy that said, you know, we tend to forget that the things and the people that we love, they're borrowed. They're borrowed from the universe. They're given to us as a gift and we don't know how long we have them for. And that was very much a perspective I had with my brother. You know, we get this idea that we should have everybody that we love and everything that we love around us all the time. And the matter of the fact is, obviously, life doesn't go that way. And we're blessed to have the people that we have for the time that we have them. 
And that's something that changed my mind on the anxiety I was feeling about losing people because it really pushed me to say, hold on, I'm not in that moment. That moment is a projection of a fear that I'm having. I'm in this moment right now. My dog's in front of me. My my partner's here. I can give him a call. I can speak to him. The important part is, is that I'm there for that phone call. I'm not distracted by something else. The important part is I'm taking time for us to spend time together and really be present when we do. It's about realizing that, you know, we can really lose the importance of the moment that we're in because we're worried about all these future moments that might happen. So that was another key experience in learning how to deal with all this anxiety that really assisted me. It really just brought me back to the simple things because it enjoy. I like, for, for example, you know, with a dog, we tend to be so busy that we're like, oh, we'll play with him later. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? I can spend 10 minutes outside, throw the ball around and really just be in that moment and, and enjoy it. This is the moment that I'm in right now. This is the experience that I'm having right now. Everything else is just an idea. It's just a thing that I've made up in my mind that might, or may or may not happen. I don't know. But all I know is that I'm in the moment right now. And that is definitely a little bit of Eckhart Tolle's work because I did read that. And I really understood it. But again, it wasn't something that I experienced until recently when I really started to self-reflect in the amount of anxiety I was feeling. And I really started to think about how I, how I could work through that, how I could use this experience to help me to understand myself better. So this is just something that I really wanted to share with you today because I know that this anxiety is something that we experience so often. And I do want to say that I hope that you got a lot out of this episode. This isn't something where it's like, you should do this and you should do that. It's more a case of me wanting to share my experience in the hopes that something will resonate with you. You'll have like a little aha moment like I do when I listen to others speak and it'll help you in some shape or form in your own experience. But if there was one key thing that I would I would hope that everyone would leave this with leave with because this was so important to me was that idea that emotions are temporary and in no way are we or do we have to over identify with those emotions and it's that thing of you know thinking that we're all our emotions when we're not and there was a really fantastic quote by Pima Chodron that I want to leave you with today and she said we are not the clouds we're the sky And that very much reminds us that we are not our thoughts and we're not our emotions. You know, there's that underlying sense of calm that we feel. And I personally feel like that's our true self. Once we've sort of sifted through the feelings and allowed them to come up, there's always that moment of clarity. It's almost like a meditative sort of experience. So I hope that when you're feeling these, any sort of feelings, that you remember that A, that they're temporary and B, that you can actually learn so much from these experiences. It's so common for us to want to run from the discomfort, but for me, the discomfort has brought the biggest learning curves. So I pray that you have the courage to sit in it like I did and journal and just walk yourself through it and be okay with that and be compassionate with yourself. And again, remember that the emotions are temporary and not to over-identify with the emotions that you're experiencing in that moment and to truly be in the moments that you're in. So thank you so much for listening. I've definitely rambled a bit today, but it's such an important topic. I really wanted to bring this to you. I It has helped me immensely and I hope that it helps you too. So until the next episode, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out searchingforbetter.net. Um, we have heaps of content on there as well as all our podcasts and feel free to join the email list where I kind of bring up these discussions and talk about things as we go. Um, but until the uh, until the next episode, thanks again for listening and I will speak to you then.